Hello everybody and welcome to Tech Finds. Click, click, click. Is this thing on? We had a little bit of technical difficulties, mostly operator error, but on my part. But we are here and I am one of your hosts. I am one third of the team, probably less than one third after tonight's debacle. But I am joined by two of my legitimately most favorite people in the entire world. We have Melissa Gurney Green from oh, the Pacific Northwest. Hi, Melissa. How was your day? Busy. <laughs> kind of busy. Lot going on. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's, I, it's I'm still in the middle of it, man. <laughs> oh my God. It's so much fun when people want to buy you. It's like, hey, you know what? This is an amazing organization. What were we thinking? We could totally add this. And then we have the ever fabulous Colin Gallagher. Hi, Colin. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Happy almost end of the week, or end of the week by the time you listen to this. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. it is the end of my week. I'm so excited. <laughs> I think I have a funny feeling this is going to be one of those off the rails type of episodes, <laughs> because the first thing I noticed when Colin joined the Zoom is he's wearing a new Hammer Made shirt, and it is spectacular. And the only reason why I know it's spectacular is because. I just got one a couple of weeks ago. I don't have it on because I'm way less casual for the um, for the for the podcast. But Colin dressed up. I, I would tell you this: you wear that definitely better than I do. Can I just say? Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, I had to do some some uh, presentations today on Zoom, so I figured I'd dress up and and um, and look a little fancy. And it's the corporate colors. It's got the red in it. Yeah, so I got to represent a little bit. It's a nice shirt, and I always like Hammer Made because of the the um, the color in the stitching, mm -hmm. and the um, and like the trim. Yes, yeah. that's exactly it. So the, the amazing shirts. They're they're definitely on the high end as far as cost, but they are they are definitely great shirts to be able to wear. Well, and I and I love them since we're not talking about anything we're supposed to talk about them, but I love them because they two two reasons. One one very practical, one very important. The important one first is everything they do is is single runs, limited edition. So this shirt that Scott and I have, they made a certain amount when they put them out and they don't make them again. And, you know, if you go back in the store six months later, it'll be an entirely new uh, of set of shirts. They, you won't be anything from before. They don't, and they don't reissue. Sometimes they'll do a, a same pattern in different colors, et cetera, but it's all net new. So it's nice. So you're guaranteed that if you have something like this, and unless you know Scott, you're going to be unique in the world. <laughs> and and just, just to fill out the visual, we have Melissa wearing a Warren Moon game jersey. Is that what that is? It's a sweatshirt jersey, <laughs> but yeah. Close enough. It is definitely not a game jersey. Okay, you could we, you well, the the listening audience would have never known, but that's okay. It is it's very still... very cold in my office. Is it really? Yes. Wow. Okay, so tonight we have uh, as far as um, the agenda, we went. So here we are. This is the uh, I had this whole preamble ready to go, and like I lost it because of the audio issues. But now I'm going to get back into the game here. So this is the first episode of spring 2021, which means by all accounts, we can put to bed, get rid of winter 2020 as we turn a new page. So very important, wonderful thing. Melissa's already shrugging. She's like, where is he going with this? I'm going to wrap it up. This is not going to be like a 20 minute soliloquy, I promise. So it was like, okay, wonderful day here in New England, 70 degrees, way above normal temperatures. And it was a great day. And I didn't quite know it was going to be this nice, but I knew the weather was beginning to turn. So the wine selection tonight was, to the chagrin of everybody except for me, was a Pinot Grigio. So we're going to talk Pinot Grigio, and Colin's going to fill us in on what it is and why it is. And I hope we get a little bit deeper into the understanding of why there is just sort of this, I don't know, anger. No, I don't quite quite call it anger, but just this sort of dismissive attitude towards the Pinot Grigios, because I love Pinot Grigios. So that's the, the wine choice. And the discussion topic for tonight is going to be what I called customer council. And it was basically a list of tech things that you use every day. And you have some really good suggestions about how you can make these tech items that you use a little bit better. And they don't, they're not like big major having to like rewrite code and having to like change the the consumption models these are like little things that folks could do in order to make existing technology a little bit better so that's where we're going with so as far as wine 
Everybody's reading their phones right now, so I'm no, gonna no, go no, with. No, I'm the... not reading phone. I'm all right, all right, here. all right, all right. Colin, we're gonna go with Colin because he's sipping his Pinot and he's making that kind of smirk around. Delaney made me do this, yeah. but he's gonna so... enjoy it anyway, and he's gonna no, be no, like, no, "Oh my no, god, no, I'm glad." It's, it's, it's also I'm... warm here that we got some rain in. Um, it was, was all warm yesterday. Um, um, I am drinking a Paris Street Pinot Grigio from Romania to 2017, um, about 10 bucks. Um, a hint of green apple, a little bit of lime, light, um, decent nose, not overly floral, um, but um, I'm pretty, you know, it's okay. Um, it's not my favorite wine in the world, but for a Pinot, <laughs> it's fine. Um, you know, to be honest, if it were 70 degrees and I was sitting by the pool, it would be it would be better, right? Situational, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially if it was like eleven o'clock in the morning or something like that, right? That seems to be yeah. a good time, like you know, pre you know lunch, something to kind of like not quite water, not quite Coors Light, something a little bit more sophisticated. That's definitely where Pinot Grigio would come in, which is why we chose it because it, again, beginning of spring, so you know, and we have been doing reds for like ever, and. We all love a good red, but I thought it would be good to mix it up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I mean, I, I generally prefer my light whites to be a bit more acidic, and this one doesn't have a lot of acid. And that's sort of why I don't like Pinot, I think, is because, like, you know, I want my whites to be more different from my reds. Um, you know, I'm not I'm not a huge um, Chardonnay fan either because I think Chardonnay is, is too close to red, you know, but but not the same. So I like them to be a little bitter, and this is not, but it's good, yeah. Where's the bottle from? Uh, Romania. Okay, yes, you said that, yes. yeah. yeah. Yeah, in Buc- someplace else, it's named after a street in Bucharest, Paris Street, apparently. But yes, excellent, Melissa. Yeah. What, what do you have going on tonight? I have a beautiful um, Pinot. It's a 2019. It's called Sea Glass, and um, it's the Central Coast of California. So that means it is grown um, kind of in that Monterey, Paso Robles. Um, which I probably horribly mispronounced, and Santa Barbara kind of area. It doesn't exactly say where, but um, it's it's a lovely light little little wine. Hmm. Well, that it that is pe- that like is Pinot. That is Pinot Country. Oh, does it taste yeah. like water? <laughs> it does not taste like water. <laughs> it looks like water. <laughs> so I'm sorry. I'm like in the middle of a sip here. So I'm drinking a Pinot from Omovia which is a part of Italy. So it's an Italian uh, Pinot Grigio. And uh, my wine guy recommended, said, you know, if you like Pinots, try this. So I tried it. And um, I was a little frustrated, to be honest with you, because when I tried to uncork it, the cork snapped halfway through. And I'm always like, oh, my God. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's like now you have to do like surgery. You feel like you just broke somebody's arm and you have to put it in a cast and you have to, you know, resuscitate and do all these crazy things in order to fix it. And I was like really concerned around, you know, well, how is this stored? Is this thing going to taste like vinegar? You know, I was like really worried about it, but I got the cork out. It came out clean. So I, you know, had to do the, um, the old um, triage in order to get the, uh, the second half of the cork out, but it came out clean. Not a lot of crumbs in the bottle. Um, and it is. So what I noticed about it is it, Definitely is a lot more yellow. Oh yeah! Than, wow. Yeah, yeah. Look at it. It's like yes. It's full a, on it, urine sample. <laughs> okay. So again, as I poured it, red flag. This does not look right. It's like oh my god, what happened to this thing? And I thought it was like contaminated. Um, but it's actually really good. It definitely has um, a fruity flavor to it. I can taste kind of like a pear sort of sweetness, but it's not like overly sweet. There is a lot of tannins to it as far as just kind of the, you know, the, the, the puckerness of it. So not too sweet um, as far as just like a white wine would go, yeah. um, but not, you know, heavy like a like a red wine. So kind of like right in the middle. And again, you know, the whole theme for tonight was to find something that here we are. You know, winter is over. Spring is beginning. Warmer weather is coming. You need to find a, you know, a nice glass of wine to drink around you know, the swimming pool or wherever it is and just kind of hang out. And so this one I would get again. The price point was probably a little bit higher than what I would normally go as far as a, a Pinot. But again, my wine guy said this is the one to go with. 
and 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 like I said, a couple of red flags getting it open and getting it poured, but overall, um, it was a good selection. So I would I would I would drink it if it was offered to me. I don't know that if I would go out and get another bottle because for what this was, I could probably get a couple of other bottles that are pretty good. How much did you spend on it? It was fifty bucks. It was wow. fifty bucks. Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to spend 50 bucks on a Pinot. Oh, so uh, on, a, on a Pinot Grigio. Sorry. Yeah. Now that, that tees up my next question, Scott. What's the oh. difference between a Pinot Grigio or Pinot Gris, right? also known as Pinot Gris, and a Pinot Noir? So I think the Pinot Grigio versus the Pinot Gris has to do with region. Yeah, yeah that's just mostly, that's just different naming of the yeah, same yeah. grape. You are correct. Yep, yep, you're yeah, correct yeah. on that one. And the uh, the Pinot Noir, I, I know the Pinot Noir. That's a a red grape that is where the skins are removed, so you don't get the. Um, no, I'm sorry. It's a white grape that has the red skins, and that's no. I'm shaking his head. So, Colin, okay. tell us what the difference is between a, a Pinot Gris and a Pinot uh, Noir and a Pinot yeah. Grigio. Well, yeah, you said the right thing. Pinot Gris and Pinot Grigio are basically the same, just different pronunciations, right? Um, Gris meaning gray. Um, just by the way, um, which will become important in a second. Um, Pinot Noir is actually the parent grape. And Pinot Grigio is a genetic mutation that developed in the Middle Ages where it had a it had lighter skins, gray skins or in some you know, or what so there's less color in the skins. And it makes and so yeah, it's a variant of this it's a variant of the same grape originally and it was a mutation that developed in, and that's a pretty common mutation. Um, for the skins to lighten, it's not uncommon. It's a single, it's a single mutation um, in grapes. Uh, it happens with other grapes as well. It's happened in some some hybrid grapes that they that they grow around here. That's why I first learned about it. But yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. This one's a little bit different because of the color. The color totally threw me off because it's almost like a, it's like an amber ale color, which like you don't expect for a for a white wine or even a Pinot Grigio. So. The color threw me off, but again, if you were to close your eyes and just like drink it, you could definitely tell it's a it's a Pinot Grigio just from the um, kind of the flavor um, and the. Um, I would say there's a little bit more tannin in this than what you would normally get with a um, with a, a you know another kind of Pinot Grigio mm-hmm. something yeah. in that same sort yeah. of class. So maybe that's the difference. I don't know. Yeah, and by the way, the Grigio versus Gris, as I said, it depends on what you call. But Gris is generally if it comes from France. Or, or French coming in Grigio's is Italy um, and other places. Yeah. Hmm. How, how's your wine, Melissa? Is this your first glass tonight? This is my first glass, but well, I kind of poured a double, and and I'm pretty much through through that. So, um, so yeah, um, it's it's nice. It's 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 a nice subtle flavor. I'm not big on whites, but. Um, but this one's hitting me all right, so um, I would definitely try it again. When I went to the store to pick it, it was one of those things where I was kind of feeling like sea glass, like I'd just been beat against and beat against and beat against until the rough edges were a little not there. <laughs> so I'm like, this is my wine tonight, so that's what I went with. Yeah, so I went through a phase where, like, kind of the, you know, the, where everything you drank was being free. <laughs> yes, we know that. Well, that was so wasn't a phase, it was like a decade. It was it was a while, but where that came from was to be like, you know, um, so you're out and it's the middle of the day and you know, you're having a cocktail and it was the choice between do you want to have a beer or do you want to have a glass of wine? And, mm-hmm. you know, for the beer, like you have to be in I guess I, I more like I will drink more beer right now, especially the IPAs, which I didn't ever really drink. But now I'm kind of like more into them than I was. But that's where the Pinot Grigio thing came from, because it was like, OK, so something for like, you know, you're not trying to tie it in with a meal. You're not trying to like, you know, this isn't like it's supposed to be like an expensive bottle or anything. It's just like, you know, here's a here's something that's not quite a beer, but something that you can enjoy and you can kind of sip. And that's where kind of the Pinot Grigio phase um, came into play. And then I would say for the last year when, you know, lockdown started, I kind of fell away from the Pinot Grigios and went more towards the reds. So it's kind of fun to sort of circle back to the to the Grigios because I haven't had those in, in quite a while. Hmm. Yeah. 
What's funny is we, we recently came across an article about what bartenders think about people based on what they drink. And there was a big kind of, kind of bunch of hate for, for those who, who order Pinot. So, uh, so yeah, I was, uh, fascinated by that in light of this podcast. So in my own defense, I could say this, there are a lot of things to hate me about. The <laughs> fact that I have a Pinot Grigio should be like way below the line. <laughs> but that's how it goes. Okay, so where we go? We got we got 15 minutes on the wine topic, so that's pretty good. The next section for tonight's discussion is the the tech piece, and it's again what we called what what I described as customer counsel because especially now I I pay way more attention to the technology that I'm using, especially from some people that are you know from some of the the brands that you would expect to have it done right. And, you know, 95% of the way they'll have it right. But there's always like that 5% was like, oh my God, if they could just tweak this, if they could just add this, if they could just do this, this would be so much more of an amazing technology. And they would, in some ways, probably get more of my spend, more of my attention, more of my, you know, I would spend more time with that particular application or with that particular piece of technology um, just but again, it's that that final mile, that couple of percentage points, in terms of you know if they could only do this, and that's kind of what inspired it. And the example that I had that we kind of brought this to light was um, the uh, the Spotify example, where I wasn't aware that you know I I used the iTunes piece of it for music, and you know and I like it because the catalog is great, and you can listen to whatever it is, and you can create create all these playlists. And I will take songs and playlists and I will share them with, with other folks. Just be like, hey, here's some, you know, if you're going for a run or you're doing whatever, here's some some cool music to listen to. And my kids pointed out to me that, you know, one of the big drawbacks to that versus like a Spotify was the fact that you could not post a song list and have actually people go in and add and, and edit that song list. And I was like, oh, my God, that would be such a cool thing because I didn't even think it. So that's what kind of spurred the discussion for tonight around, Hey, here's a piece of technology. What would you do to add it and for, you know, the iTunes um, product manager that's probably listening tonight and hopefully having a good bottle of Pinot Grigio that they paid <laughs> under $50 for is saying, that's a good piece of feedback. Maybe we should go ahead and think about adding that. Although the business model implications to doing something like that, I could kind of understand. So let's start with Colin. Colin, what would you fix that so is broken right is, now. My first one is I still think there are no good remote controls for home electronics. Yes. Um, I think I think they're, they're still going to be broken. I think people have tried. Uh, Apple remote, I mean, you know, the harmonies with, with the universals, et cetera. The Apple remote, which, you know, is I suffer through. I mean, it literally is probably the worst design piece of Apple technology out there right now. I agree. You know, I, I can't tell which, which side is up is down on it. You know, and half of, I was like in bed the other night clicking on the bottom of it and like not responding or trying to drag on it. it was not... So so here's here's the biggest problem with that piece of technology. There's no way to mute the TV. There's no mute button. And it's like I have to ask my, my home assistant to mute something when I don't want to hear what's going on. But there's no button on that clicker that allows you to mute. And it's so frustrating because it's like that's the most common use button that I would use is mute. I'm sorry. So go ahead, Colin. No, and so and then and so and then the um, um and then you know the other thing you, you try and use the remote um um and you know the the remote app on your phone. Have you tried using that? And that isn't great either because it's trying to replicate the same crappy experience on a phone. Um, and so it, it I think there's huge improvements for someone to develop an actual remote that doesn't have 20 billion buttons. But has a few, right? Um, and I and I've, I've bought them all. I've bought the touchscreen ones, you know, that 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 change, etc. None of them really work. The own, you know, the voice. The the one thing about the iPhone I like is I've I've just given up. I use the voice recognition on it for as many things as possible because I don't want to touch the buttons on it. Does uh, it work? Not, does the voice yeah. recognition work? Yeah, it does. Yeah, it works. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for the most part, yeah. It's not. It's not. Doesn't cover everything, but once you know its limitations, it works reasonably well. Yeah. What? Do you want my suggestion <laughs> for for tech to change, or do you want me to comment on on what Colin said? Because <laughs> I don't really have a comment comment for Colin. Like he's right. He he's Go absolutely figure. right. 
So what piece of technology do you use that you would like to see improved? I would like to see driving technology improved. There's so much right now around um, your vehicle with collision detection and and blind spot detection and all that stuff. It wouldn't be too much of a stretch to add um, detection of objects in the road and, and some form of AR that will allow you to, to anticipate what's coming next instead of just an annoying collision alarm that's wrong half the time. I'd rather see what's ahead of me and why it's a problem than have this annoying collision alarm that goes off. Or at least some kind of feedback for the collision alarm. I really hate the collision alarm. <laughs> I, I, I hate, actually, I'll go, I'll extend that a little further. I hate all of the alarms in these smart cars. Like, mm-hmm. I remember my Audi, like, you know, um, where it would alert you, you know, and say, and, and harass you every 50 minutes to take a break if you drove more than two hours. Yeah. Like, and when you're stuck in a snowstorm on the Mass Pike for three hours, that's really freaking annoying. Yeah. <laughs> and you yeah. want to punch the dash. Like, yes, I want to take a break. I can't get out of the car. I can't move. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I was there this weekend. I've got this massive stack of paperwork behind me that is printed out umpire manuals that I, I had to get printed at the local printing place. And I put them in my passenger seat. They do not require a seatbelt. They do not bleed. <laughs> like, if I hit the brakes and, and they go flying, they the go window, flying you don't care. You don't care. at this point, I don't care. Like I've got bigger problems. But that passenger seat seatbelt alarm that I cannot turn off went off the entire time I was driving around to all the places I needed to deliver some of that stuff to, and it drove me crazy. <laughs> I've been there, so my dog likes to ride in the uh, in the passenger seat next to me, and she will constantly. And it's like, what am I going to do? So I just like, you know, after a while, I kind of tune it out. But it is kind of funny how it's like smart enough to know that there's somebody sitting there, and if it was like, you know, there's a weight range, so you're not a person, but you might be a person. So because you might be a person, you should have a seatbelt on. So it's uh, it's interesting how that works. Um. Going back to the, 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 the clicker discussion, one of my biggest frustrations, again, you know, not, overall, not a huge frustration in terms of, you know, the weight of the world. But one of the things that I think that could be fixed is any streaming service that you have when you finish an episode and you're moving on to the next episode. And it's like, yes, you got me in. You know, so I just watched, you know, you know, season three, episode 10 of Game of Thrones. And it ended and it was like, oh my God, what happens next? So yes, I need to see, you know, season four, episode one. I'm all in. I'll stay up. I'll, you know, go past my bedtime. I I need to see what it is. And it will come up and it will say, you know, well, click here if you want to skip the, you know, the, the, um, um, the recap from the last season and it's like oh my god where's the clicker and it's like a time bomb going off because you only have like so many seconds before you can get the clicker and if you don't can't get the clicker and say yes skip it then but you know here's the stupid thing i noticed i that frustrates me too because i always miss it but i was watching something on my ipad the other day um and on the ipad that button stays up I'm like, if you have the technology, why can't you leave it up on the screen to skip replay? Like, you know, let it skip through the entire thing. I don't know what yep. the hell that is. Yeah. Yeah. So here's my suggestion is the default should be to skip it. And like, as it's playing, it should be like, hey, do you want to see the recap? You click the button and be like, yes, I want to see the recap because I haven't watched the show in three months or however long it is. And I want to see what happened the last time I watched it. But it should just like oh. automatically roll into the next one. Wait a minute. Oh it, boy! It knows if you haven't watched it in a while, or if you're continuing. It should automatically know to skip the recap if you just finished the episode and you're watching episode two. That's that's my opinion on it. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah, it should. That's <laughs> the the default should be if you watch it in the last you know x amount of time, skip it. If you haven't, offer it, and then offer to toggle between. Yeah. Yeah. So y'all are making my point. The point being is that I shouldn't have to scramble like I have to cut the red wire before the bomb goes off. And now I have to sit there and remember, well, how do I fast forward this thing? You know, another, you know, minute and 47 seconds. And by the way, the only reason why I know it's a minute and 47 seconds is because that's the, you know, the um, uh, the the beginning of, 
yeah, that's what that's what it is. So if you're watching Game of Thrones and you miss that button and you have to like sit there and watch it, it's a minute and forty seven seconds for them to go through, you know, the whole kind of you know beginning of it. But that's like very frustrating, and it should just be able to give you the ability to like opt in or opt out and say, okay, I don't need to see this. I just want to go to the next episode, and I don't want to have to dig through the couch or wherever it is to find the clicker because I don't know where it is. I lost it. That's why I'm watching the show. So anyway, that was one of on my... Yeah, what else is on your improvement list, Melissa? Oh, goodness. So many things. Um, one of the things I, I struggle with is is tracking of of well actually i'll just go with the apple watch the apple watch in my opinion needs some improvements we do software updates to this thing all the time i'm going to charge it every night whatever but the fact that when when i'm trying to sleep and at in bedtime hours that if i move my body at all the light lights up my face in the room and and um wakes me up and and I've got to turn it off is a problem. The fact that when I wear something with sleeves that occasionally it will turn on the fitness reader and and think that I'm doing a workout while I'm sitting at my desk with, you know, long sleeves on um, is a problem for me. Like, I know it has heat sensing technology, but it also knows that I'm not working out right now. It knows that. Yeah, I, I I have a, I have similar things. Um, first of all, what what uh, series do you have? How oh goodness, it? this one's probably two years old now. Okay, it's, or so it's the, on the, its second year. Yeah, the the new ones, um, the screen isn't always on and doesn't I don't know and it doesn't always activate at least for me. But there's also that. Um, have you tried the theater mode? I have I have not checked out the theater mode, but this is a series four to answer. Yeah, the question. so check out the theater mode because when you know the little two, when you scroll up on the on the control thing at the from the bottom yep and the two the two little smiling faces yeah, yeah that yeah. one that one um turns off the the automatic um uh glowing of the light so suppose oh, if nice. you're doesn't, yeah yeah so i use that all the time because I'm, I'm willing to tap it or you know um see because now i raise it and nothing's going on i have to, it makes you have to tap it to to do it yeah. so yeah you're right it, but but it, it should be smarter to know you know, during nighttime hours, specifically if you set bedtime things, because it reminds me, it locks it, it locks itself during bedtime too. That's your thing. And check that if you set sleep time on your phone, um, yeah. it, lo- it locks it somewhat as well. Because I always want to try and get into it in the morning when I first get up, and it doesn't. Boy, not yeah, well, it's, it's like you're, yeah, you're aw- you're awake before your bedtime. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but the the other one that drives me crazy about it, the same thing is that it thinks I'm doing a workout when I'm in the shower. Yeah. Because no. it's sensing the warm water hitting hitting it, and it hits the, the workout button and starts to work. I was like, yeah, no, I'm no, not. No, no. Yeah. And I'm not scrubbing all that vigorously either in the shower. <laughs> I know, right? Like... <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's like, uh, but it, yeah. So I think, yeah, but it's, it's pretty decent. They're, they're getting better. I, it, I don't have a huge issue with it, but it's like every now and then, like that one, like, you know, at least once a week in the shower, like, you know, I get a two, uh, like a one minute piece of exercise because I have to turn it off. I forget to. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Scott, next on your list? Next on my list. So I have a couple of things. Um, which one do I want to tee up next? Um, I will I'll go I'll I'll go with the uh, the work one. And it was actually fixed. So I it was a long time complaint and it was recently fixed. So um, one of the most aggravating things is like like when you're working on a piece of content and then you have to distribute it and it's a large file. Like so like oh, I don't know about you guys, but like my my so the average like my current PowerPoint deck is like with all forty in, meg, forty meg, sixty. Average. No, no, I'm about sixty meg, sixty mm. meg and above is what it is, and it's very frustrating because you can't email a sixty megabyte file, and you would have to take it and be like, okay, the file's too big, you can't email it, and you'd have to take it and you'd have to copy it over to OneDrive. And it'd be like, all right, so now I have a folder over here. So here's like the junk that I don't want to maintain because like I'm not going to ever use this file again. I'm just sending it off to somebody so that it can have access to it. Mm -hmm. So I have to stick it over there. I have to copy it. I have to wait for it to sync up. And once it's synced up, I can get the the link and then I can stick it into the email. I can go ahead and I can send it off. So we just recently got updated to the latest um, Microsoft, whatever it is, the suite. And now that 
function is built in. So now when you have a file, you can click share the file and it will ask you, do you want to share it through OneDrive? And if you say yes, it will give you the link immediately and it will actually sync the file copy in the background. So you no longer have to go out. And, okay, so I have to you know, go to Explorer. I have to resave this file as something else, put it into a different directory, and then, you know, wait for it to sync. And then, you know, you're sitting there and you're waiting for the, all this to happen. It just becomes from a, you know, a workflow perspective. It's a, you know, it's a right click on the mouse and it's like, yes, share the file, click it onto OneDrive. But the fact that you don't have to wait, you can immediately have the link. And it's not even like a funky link. The link is basically the file name, which I love because it's just like, there's no garbage associated with it. It's just like whatever it is, you know, slide, whatever power, whatever the name of the deck is final dot never final, never final. It's always V whatever. Um, and then you can click it and it's like been like a, just like a game changer. It's like, Oh my God, somebody actually sat down and said, Hey, listen, this sucks because you have to take these big files that you can't email. And if there was just a way where you didn't have to go through, you know, all of this stuff and you have to know like an awful lot in order to know how to take yeah. the file copy there. Like for most people that deal with this stuff every day, not a big deal, but like for people that are like coming into it, it's like, Oh my God, I have this huge file. How do I share it? So that was like an amazing godsend in the last couple of weeks in terms of, Oh, I love the fact that they've really, really, really simplified it. But that would have been like my biggest complaint with having to send files around. Well, you know what the, you know, you, you glossed over something that's really important. That's a pet peeve of mine with that is that tr for most other, you know, file sync and share applications, you have to wait until it finally syncs. Yes. yes. Or you can that's get the, the link. point. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And it's, it's like, so it's like, I'm done with it. I want to send the email and pass it off. Right. But I've got to wait 10 minutes for this fucking video file to sync or whatever it happens to be. Correct. Yes. Like, yeah. that, give me the link and, and create it and let it sync in the background. They're trying to, you know. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, like, and it's, actually, have you used the iCloud photo share um, um, on your phone? If you try and share lots of files, you know, it'll give you that same option, Scott. And yep. it gives you a link right away. And when you go in, someone did this to me this uh, this morning. When you go in and to pull those photos up, it says there are you know 17 photos in here. We'll notify you when they've synced. Yep. It's like yes, thank you, thank you. Give me a link. I can come back. Make yeah. It's like yeah. It's it's so much easier rather than having to do that. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Because because you're right. Because the way people are going to consume it is like. I I very rarely doubt as soon as I send that link out, somebody's like, oh my god, clicking the button. Like they may right. wait. You know, it's it, maybe not instantaneously, but a couple of minutes or whatever it is, not unreasonable. But the fact that they've integrated in and made the workflow basically seamless and just transparent. So it's almost like attaching a physical file uh, to, to an email. And again, it, it's a it's a problem if you're sending a lot of big files around. And, you know, for most folks, you know, here's a, you know, three megabyte or, you know, whatever it is, not a big deal. But like when you are an artiste <laughs> you're doing you know all of these you know high res heavy graphics um it's a problem and it's uh it's kind of fun the fact that that that, that that's been addressed and um i don't know who asked for it but it has been a um a nice feature to be able to be added well the other one on that thing on the file sync and share which bothers me as well i love to use the capabilities where you can sync an entire folder right so, yes. you know, so I've got a backup of it in the cloud. If, if something happens to my laptop, I can work, you know, on some other machine if need be, you know, if I forget my machine or if I just want to randomly someplace, et cetera. And I've used it at conferences. I'll think, hey, let me pull this down. I got a copy here. My big problem with that is I don't think people understand how you really want to use these in this day and age. Like if it's in the cloud, I don't need to have a full copy of it on my, on my hard drive. Right. right. Give me the last month's worth of content on my hard drive and the stuff I made last year, give me a pointer and let me click on it and let me download it if I need it. Right. Yep. Um, and let me use the cloud as a cold tier for these things. And no one, as far as I know, no file signature does that. It's, it's all or nothing. And I, I would much rather have that tiering capability where I don't have to, because it's, again, I can use the cloud as my permanent storage, much like I would use an external drive, you know, et cetera. Um, but it's there, it's ubiquitous, it's accessible everywhere. And I've got a cache of my most recent stuff on hand, right? Yeah. Basic, basic tiering, we've all done this, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's kind of like um, Apple Music. And and your playlists 
Like mm -hmm. they're like, oh, you don't really need that logo. We'll just yeah. manage it even, for even you. Even the apps on your it. phone, you can set that for your apps on your yeah. phone. If you don't use it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you can save it all in the cloud. You don't need any of your music local. No, I need my running playlist local. I definitely need that playlist local. <laughs> like I, I love the the ability that Amazon Music has to be like, no, I want to make this playlist local. Now their their stuff isn't perfect in that I I have to do that every time I have a new song that's added, I have to add that. <laughs> that new playlist that's really just that playlist with a new song to the download queue. Uh, but but um but having your playlist local for running and stuff is yeah. yeah. Or even oh, yeah. traveling. Yeah, but allow us to have some local and some remote. Yeah, I mean, okay. Yeah, let it be our choice. If if you're not smart enough to figure it out for us and newsflash or not, um <laughs> let us let us choose. So it's funny you mention that on the playlist side because that's on my list. It, uh, you know, one of the things that I used to love about iTunes, and I I think it went away. Maybe I'm not looking in the right place, but I I can't find it anymore. Was they used to have curated playlists where they would have you know either you know somebody that was a musician or you know whoever it was they would like post and be like okay. Here's a playlist, and you could like go and you could listen to the playlist, download the playlist, but you didn't have to pick the songs. And it was somebody like basically saying, "Hey, here's you know twelve songs, fifteen songs, you know, hour, hour and a half of cool music that you should listen to." And I remember I was like really into it, and there were a bunch that I would follow. One of the ones that I used to love was um, there was a play there was a curated playlist from Marshall, you know, the Marshall Amps, right? That's what you think of, and it was all this like really um guitar heavy rhythm just like the stuff that i would love but it, it would be like music that i had never heard before and it was like oh my god that's an amazing song i was like I, I don't even know who this is but it's just like you know you listen to the rhythm you listen to the hook and it would be like this is amazing and i would like listen to it and i didn't really save it because the nice thing about the curated playlist is that it would get updated. It would be out there for like a week and then it would get updated. When I say updated, it wasn't be like, you know, here's the 12 songs that we're trying to get you to like. And we're going to take, you know, 11 of those songs. We're going to push them out to you again. And we're going to bury this other song in there. And you're never going to It'd be like, oh, my God, these are the same songs that I would hear over and over again. And it was again, it was more of whoever was posting the list. And the fact that they would change the list and it would be like really cool stuff. And Apple had it or iTunes had it and they don't anymore. And I don't know if that was, and, and, you know, me, the, the cynical piece of me says, all right, they couldn't figure out a way to monetize it because somebody was going off and coloring outside of the lines and saying, you know, here are the songs that I like. And Apple would be like, all right, well, these aren't the songs that we're trying to promote. There's no Post Malone. There's no you know, whoever it is that they're trying to promote at the time. And that's why it got shut down. So I don't know if that's what it was, but I, I feel that that's missing because I can't find it anymore. And I, it could be me, it could be operator error, or it could just be kind of, you know, how they change the model around how that music gets posted. I think, I think I, I haven't seen it either, Scott. I used to like it as well. And I think they dropped it um, in favor of those, the streaming radio stations. Yep. Uh, I think that's, that's replaced it. Is it, but again, you don't see the songs. You have to be there. It's sort of yeah. So it's, yeah. it's not quite the same. But I think they they went they took that the playlist and, and moved it to a streaming model. So, but but I do. So now I'm I'm in on the streaming model that they provide. But the thing that I don't like the streaming model is that if they start playing a song that I don't like, I can't skip it. You you can't like so it's like no oh, no you're gonna listen to you know whatever it is that we want you to listen to. Right. And again, it's this whole it's it's uh, and I get it. It's the business model versus. You know, what is it that people want to hear? And I think I think they're making a mistake because, you know, they'll force the content down and, you know, people will consume it because they have to. But that's a, that that's an area right now. Like if you were trying to disrupt, you know, how that content is getting, you know, consumed. And I think, by the way, not to go off on a tangent, I think TikTok is the biggest disruptor to the music industry that you've seen since, you know, you went from you know, CDs to Napster. I really do. Because like the the, the music that, that, that like, you know, so I have younger kids and they listen to music and they will only know a song. They will only know an artist. They will only know, you know, any sort of thing happening around music 
because they saw it first on TikTok. And oh, oh yeah, exactly. But that's what it is. Like <laughs> yeah. no, no, no one's listening. No one's listening to the radio. No one's listening to a streaming service. No one's listening to an entire song at the beginning. They're looking for that, you know, 15 second, 20 second. But that's how they they get to know it. So it's it's interesting to see how that is like changing, you know, the way that music is being listened to and how artists and different genres are being discovered. And I point to the last Grammys award, and I don't know if you guys watched it. I didn't really watch it. Nope. And no, I didn't. But like the day after, a couple of days after we were going through, well, what was the, you know, the best new artist? It was like, that was, she won? How did that, like, WAP? How did that, that's a, like, where where did that come from? Like, who oh, Jesus, was like, really? Oh, you, you, you're in the wrong circles. You're in the wrong circles. Yeah, oh, you're my in God, the but wrong my, crew, my crew knows all not, the lyrics to WAP. Yes, yes. yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah but, not, but, 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 so, so, way, that's so I, the name uh, of this episode, the one with yeah, WAP. Yeah, that's yeah, so clickbaity. Oh, Jesus Christ. But 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 does that does that earn you a how does that earn you a Grammy how does that earn you a Grammy it's like oh my god it's just like so like the commercial side of it is like way like taken over like the like is this a good song and it's like it, like it's just uh, all right this is Scott's get off my lawn moment by the way yes exactly yes yes <laughs> I'm just gonna introduce it like that and just let it had go. you heard what before that Scott. Yes, and when it comes up, when it comes up, we universally be like, "Oh my God, this is so bad," and we all change it because <laughs> it's not the it's not it's not the the swearing and the vulgarity and what what the meaning of it. It's like, okay, all right, here we go. We're talking about this. Okay, haha. It was like funny, like the first time you heard it, and it was laughter. It was like, oh my God, <laughs> this song. When you listen to it, it is mockable. It is so horrible, horrible. It's just like this is like a bad bad piece of music it's like it's it reminds me of like you know who let the dogs out or you know that's that's what it is it's the same thing and it's like that wins a grammy how does that win a grammy i don't know yes get off my lawn you kids get off you kids get off my lawn i was gonna do I'm, it i'm gonna i'm gonna sit here and i'm gonna drink you my orange i'm drinking my orange pinot grigio that nobody wanted to drink so screw you all Orange. It is orange. I, I like see totally, that. I see it's it. Totally yes. orange. Mine, it's very... mine is watercolored. So... Go with the orange. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I wonder, yeah. Um, I wonder. Um, must be how long they leave it on the skin. So I don't know. Um, yeah. So the other one, I, I just, you just had a thought. You were talking. You, you um, that popped into my head, Scott. That one picture, one from my list, but I forgot what it was. You were talking about. Grammy screaming. I, don't, I can't remember what it is. Yeah. Um, oh well, I'll, I'll, I'll have to pick something else from my list. Um, Let's go to Melissa. Melissa, what else was on your list? Oh goodness, there are so many things. Um, I'd say this concept of picture memories and and image memories in general. Like, I have probably at least two years of pictures on my phone. Um, Apple has one way of suggesting them, which is just entirely random. And, um, Facebook just does it based on the day of the year. And, and that's kind of nice because at least that way you're like, oh, this is what I was doing five years ago at this time. Right. Um, and other places it's, it's also random. Like Snapchat does kind of an, a combination of the two in that sometimes it'll be what you were doing a couple of years ago and sometimes it'll just be some random snap memory that you saved. Um, the issue I have with the, with the ones on Apple is there's a lot of pictures I take that are strictly for social. Um, typically when I'm working and covering keynotes and stuff where it's like, oh, this XYZ person is giving a talk on the keynote stage. I want to get a good picture and say something clever about it. And then I don't really ever care to see that picture again. Like, <laughs> not ever. Like, this person doesn't mean anything to me. Yeah, I don't really manage my, my photos all that well. But uh, I don't need to see that. I don't need to see the meme I saved two years ago to text somebody that I forgot to delete. Like, 
Show, show me happy things. Show me kids and puppies. Just... <laughs> I don't need any more of this crap. <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree I agree with you. The memories, like, when those come up, it's like a double-edged sword. But, like, oh, my God, I remember that night. It was such a fun night. It was, like, whatever it was. And then another picture, and like, oh, my God, I can't believe I took that picture. What was I thinking? This is, like, so it depends on the content I can't believe it. I wore that. I can't believe I look like that. I can't, <laughs> I can't believe I let that happen. <laughs> whatever it is, yes. So a couple things that I was going to say is um, I have a general problem. I, this was, I remember the one I was going to say before that you reminded me of Scott, which was my list. Um, but um, the thing that bothers me is I hate the Snapchat interface. Like, I don't understand. I love the application. Like, it, it always takes me, like, five seconds to figure out what I'm going to do and how I'm going to do it because it's so non-intuitive, even though yeah. I've been using it forever. I don't know what like, the hell they're trying to do, if they're trying to be different. But um, it's so crazy. It just drives me fucking crazy. Um, and yeah, but that, so that's my little that's my little old man moment about Snapchat. Um, but what I was was going to say, Scott, I was talking about playlists. I'm, I was going to extrapolate it further. Um, what I don't like are these AI driven um, recommendation engines. Um, <laughs> yeah. That uh, that recommend things that are too close to what you like. It's an echo chamber. Like I, I want the deep cuts to your point, Scott. Yeah. I want to know something different. You know, I want to see news, you know, on Facebook that, you know, you know, a thousand of my friends have it liked. Cause I guarantee you, I've probably seen it, you know, I've seen it or know it or I like it already. Like, give me something different. I want that option or, Hey, here's something you might not like. Here's something you want to try and say, like, it, I want the, the algorithms can do that. I know that they should be, but people don't want to do that because, um, because, um, well, um, it's just it's it, it doesn't it, that one you can't monetize. You monetize engagement by driving people to what that you know they're gonna like. Yes, but that should be part of the algorithm. Like so, yeah. there are there are, and it's so hard to find either the stations or the playlists or whatever it is where they're gonna like give you content that is not being. It's not gonna make them money, but like it's something that's like cool or different or whatever it is. And oh my god, when I find one of those, I take them. And I will share them. And there are certain people that know I will share them. And I will, like, give my, here, here are my notes to it. Oh, my God, listen to the hook. Listen to the rhythm. Listen to the bass line. Like, tune everything out. And it's like, and you, like, I couldn't even, I don't know the name of the band. I don't even remember the lyrics. And, and in a lot of cases, like, I don't even, like, listen to the lyrics. I'll be like, you know, at the end of a run, I'll be like, oh, my God, that was a great song. I've never heard that before. And I'll take it. I'll, like, flick it off. And I'll be like, oh, my God, what do you think of this song? And um, and, and that's the cool part is, like, how do you discover that stuff? Because it's not easy. It, it used to be it was, like, difficult before because you had to get played on a radio station. If they didn't play it on a radio station, you didn't know about it, right? So, yep. the, you know, the, and then you know, the, the quote unquote, the internet changed all of that because anybody could produce whatever it is. And like, if it was out there, people could hear it. But the mm -hmm. problem is, is that you have like this unbelievable volume of stuff that you could never possibly sift through to find, all right, here's something that's really cool. So when you find that playlist, and again, the curated playlists, I thought were an amazing place because you could find somebody that was like, creative and like new about things and like oh my god like so one of my favorite things is i'll go into like geek story right here so one of my favorite places to go and hang is a uh, tavern in the square mm -hmm. and, and and the reason why i like tavern in the square is because of the music that they play in there and i've asked multiple times it's like you know is this a spotify channel where do you get it? and they and i've been told they actually have somebody that they pay that will go out and they will build the playlists that they will play at the taverns in the square. And it's like, well, how do I get access to whoever that playlist is? Because it's good music. It's a mix of stuff, you know, stuff you've never heard before, really old stuff that you thought you heard, but you don't really recognize, but it's like, Oh my God, this is an amazing song. And it's just like this, just this wide spectrum of music and they will not give you, you know, access to the playlist that they're playing there. But it's like that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for stuff that I know and I that I like, stuff that I haven't heard but I think that I like, and stuff that I don't even think that I have ever 
would like, but like I hear it, it's like, oh my God, it's a great song. So I'm looking for that mix. So it's it's funny how that's being controlled because again, here we are. Yeah. The conspiracy no, the, the, theory. the algorithm is actually relatively easy to write. You know, says the marketing guy, right? It's mm -hmm. hey, find somebody else whose whose preferences are dissimilar to yours, or or ten percent, twenty percent similar, thirty percent similar, and highlight something that's not the same. And see if they like it. Right? It's not, you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. There's, yeah. It's that's it's relatively but, easy to do. But again, people don't want to do that because it's, you know, it's it might turn you off. There might be some a chance you might not like it. Yeah. You might, you know, right? You know, again, like, particularly like Facebook. There's a, there, Facebook is designed. They present you everything you like because they want you to stay on the platform and engage so they can feed you ads. That's yeah. exactly what it's done for, right? As opposed to oh, uh, you know, oh, I didn't like this. I'm not going to come back for a day, and so I missed that opportunity. Yeah. So yeah. 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 But, but, mm -hmm. But um, so yeah, that was my that was my big pet peeve because the 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 technology is out there, the willpower is not, yeah. and you know it's it's, it's got to do. And, and to be honest, I think you'll do better. You'll do better for society in general. Um, you know, we we won't be we might not all be listening to WAP <laughs> next year at the Grammys, Scott. Oh, we will. God, I hope not. But um, well, maybe not WAP, I, but whatever WAP 2.0 is. But uh, but the point the point being is that like it's interesting because like the way that that the way it gets consumed and what gets judged as being like successful because it's like nobody's buying albums no one's like downloading music anymore none of that stuff exists it's all like well so how do you measure what is you know what 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 do people like I mean what what is the measurement for that and there's lots of ways to be able to measure that and. It's interesting because it's 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 very blurry. It's a very mushy sort of space in terms of, you know, what what content is being consumed, and you know what what do people think? Because again, like again, I'll go to my my circle. Right, we hear that song and it's like, oh my god, they're playing this again, and we'll be like, this is like shit because it kind of is shit. But like all of a sudden, it's like it won a Grammy, and it was like, oh my god, could you believe that that won a Grammy? It's like Let's go back like 10 years ago or whatever it was. Like, here are these amazing songs that you could still hear from amazing artists, talented artists that didn't rely on. We'll go back to the, you know, um, uh, previous episode, auto-tune auto to like yeah. produce the entire song. It was just like, all right, we're going to just like have somebody in the background singing. Ah, ah, ah. And everybody like, oh, my God, it's a cool hook. It's not a hook. It's annoying. Listen to it. What are you thinking? <laughs> so anyway. Get off my lawn, you kids! Get off my grass! Is it, is it really more complicated than Unique Streams, though? Like, just count the Unique Streams. That's the most popular song. Done. Yeah. I think it's a, it's a bit of, like, you, you have to, like, cut through the clutter. And so you have to do something over the top that, like, people like, oh, my God, what are they talking about? Uh, that's what they're talking about? This is, like, so, you know... So, like most of the most of the music that you hear today is like, and I haven't been like a hundred years, but it's like strip joint music. I'm like, oh my god, this is like stuff you would hear like if you went to like a strip joint. That's what it sounds like to me. Get off my lawn, you kids! Right? It's like, I don't know. Everyone's shaking their heads. No, no it's fine. It's fine. Well, it's fine anyhow. to disagree. Yeah, it's fine to disagree. Yes. Differing opinions are welcome here. All right, so my orange wine is uh, getting low. Um, any uh, any good suggestions in terms of content we are uh, watching right now? Always uh, an interesting way to close the show. Um, I, um, you know, season finale of Snowpiercer is next week. Um, anything new that I started watching? Oh, oh, and I, it's funny, I haven't heard anything about this on social media. I was thinking about that today. Is like, um, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. The first episode was super slow. Yeah, yeah. I think that's why. I think, I think once they get the setup going, I think it'll be better. But yeah, I think, some... I think WandaVision was just, there was a lot of WTF at the first episode. Yeah. 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 So, so hopefully that's the case, but there, there was a little bit of WTF with, with that, with that episode, especially around getting the loan. It's like, dude, you just saved the world and you work for the government. You should be able to get a loan. <laughs> exactly. Even if yeah, you had bullshit. disappeared yeah. for five years, yes. that's exactly. kind yeah. of bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I get what they were trying to say with that, but mm -hmm. meh. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, 
yeah, I I think I think Falcon and Winter Soldier will take off. I don't really yeah. have any new recommendations. Sadly. The only thing that I started watching is that I watched uh, Q Anon, and it was oh, the first no. time. I it's on HBO, and it's a documentary. And I had no like I've I've heard it thrown around. And I didn't know what it was, and it was like an education. It was like, oh my god, that's what they're talking about. I'm like, oh my god, what are we doing? So I won't. I'm not going on either side of that. It was just very uh, interesting and eye opening. So it's a it's an HBO series. Um, so I'm one episode in. There's a second episode. I'm assuming that there are more episodes. So that was it was um, it was interesting. I'll say that. So actually, it's funny when the one I watched when I asked where I had my COVID shot and I was just feeling lethargic. I watched the entire five episodes of the miniseries "Murder on the, Among the Mormons" on Netflix. Um, have you seen that? I did. It's I mean, it's, the guy is brilliant. I mean, it's about this 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 guy who scammed the Mormon Church and is a Mormon and scammed a bunch of other people. He was a master forger. Um, and, you know, it's told from all this, you know, 80s, you know, um, video video clips, but it was really, really well done. That's why right at the beginning when someone comes and says, hey, look at the, like, fact check it, because if you just fact check it at the beginning, none of that would have existed. So, yes, that was a good, that was a good series. Did you see um, uh, the one about the, uh, the hotel, the Cecil Hotel outside of San Francisco or in San Francisco? That was a good one because, like, I'd actually I, I talked to people that knew the story but hadn't seen the documentary about what had happened. So that was a good one because, you know, some of these things can be, like, really long and they, like, drag them out. That was a good one because it had, like, the right amount. It was, like, maybe four episodes and it took you through and it got you through, okay, here's what happened. So it wasn't, like, something that they, they had to completely, like, drag out with all this, like, backstory. So that was a good one. All right, so we're coming up to 56 minutes, a little bit under an hour. We got episode 43 in the can, and we are – this is the first episode for spring 2021. So if I check my calendar, that says that Melissa is on deck for the next episode. So, Melissa, I know you've put a lot of thought behind the wine. It's probably not a Pinot Grigio, sadly. And um, the discussion topic for the next episode. Yeah, Scott, I'm not going to limit people to a specific format. Um, instead, we're going to go with a concept this time. So um, for the wine, it's going to be something that you saw that you didn't know about, but you absolutely had to pull the trigger on. For example, we have a local wine here called Secret Squirrel. And I'm not bringing this wine. But I've always had like this little secret squirrel inside joke thing going. And the instant I saw that bottle of wine, I'm like, I am going to buy that. And for better or worse, you son of a bitch, we're in, you know, <laughs> and, and um, grabbed the wine, tried it out. I happen to love it. But um, but that's what we're going for, where where you go to the wine store, wherever you go. And you find inspiration in the name, the bottle, whatever it is, and and it's something you haven't tried before, but it inspires you to try it based on essentially the marketing. And then for the tech topic, let's do tech that makes you more effective at the things you do. So so that that efficiency tech or the things things that make your life better through through helping you stay organized or whatever it is. Okay. All right, so we got mystery, mystery wine and more effective tech. How about you know, gotta that? have it wine and gotta yes. have it wine and 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 tech efficiencies. Yep. Yes. Gotta have it wine. I like that better. That's why I'm in marketing. Absolutely. <laughs> all right, cool. Well, so oh, but by the way, just quickly, I just I um, do you guys play Jackbox at all? I have been invited to, and I want to. But I, I played gone. it. We played it in the past. I played it with my family and stuff in the past. We sort of a, we did a little bit with the, t you know, during COVID early in team, we did some some bonding games that way. But the Jackbox Seven has a game, by the way, where it show it basically shows you random images, and you have to present to it. So it's basically like, you know, um, 
Uh, PowerPoint karaoke. Very well done. Yeah. Yeah. Duly noted. Okay, so we're going to wrap it up. So uh, thank everybody for uh, joining us tonight. We learned uh, a lot about WAP. Well, we never discussed uh, it, but... <laughs> no, we didn't. Be- we learned Bad a way. lot about your feelings. Is what we okay, exactly, okay. yes. Get off Get off my lawn. Okay, so, so uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, Melissa, Colin, say goodbye. Close it out. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Good tech, good wine. Peace out.